37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Once upon a time, there was a couple blessed with a beautiful child. They were happy as they could be until one day the mother went to sheep shear and left the child behind in its crib unattended. Upon returning, she found the infant wailing in a very unusual manner. Thinking him to be hungry, she attempted to feed. But the babe proved to be insatiable. Around the time this was occurring, a tailor called upon the door. He had arrived to finish homespunning some cloth. Pay no mind to the boy if he cries, she told the tailor. I'll tend to him when I get home. Several hours later, the tailor was startled to see a baby reach for the nearby shelf for a bagpipe chanter. He took the instrument and played a lively tune, soon filling the house with dancing fairies. The tailor for unknown reasons, felt compelled to join. Along with the fairy hosts, the tailor, the baby, and the fairies danced around the house for two hours. When the playing finally ceased and the fairies disappeared, the baby looked over to the tailor and said, Tell not my mother what happened today. The infant then put the bagpipe away and laid down. Soon after, when the mother returned, the tailor had no defense for why his work was not finished. When the tailor arrived the next day to finish the work, the entire series of events unfolded again just as it had the day prior. This time when the mother demanded the explanation, he told the mother, I urge upon you after going to bed tonight, do not fondle that child, because he is not your child, nor a child at all. He is an old fairy man. And tomorrow at dead tide, go down to the shore, swaddle him in a wrap, and take your plaid-wrapped child and put him upon a rock. Then begin to pick shellfish known as limpet, and for your life do not leave the shore until such a time as the tide flows so high you can scarcely see the main shore. The mother did just this, and while wading across the water, the infant spoke. You had a great need to do what you have done. Otherwise, you would have seen another ending upon your turn. Blessings be to you, but curses be to your advisor. Upon returning home, she found her baby boy, not the changeling, return in his cradle. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 94. And it has been a while since we talked last about Thieves in the Night, and we're going to do that tonight. We are back. So before we get into our second part of this phenomenon, Preston put together a pretty keen recap so everybody can get caught up and refreshed on what we covered last time. We'll go ahead and spin that tape real quick. Previously on Pixelated Paranormal. When we last left off, the lady demon succubus known as Lilith had been cursed by God. 
due to her wanton ways, and cast out of the Garden of Eden to roam the earth, living in the shadows, seducing men in their sleep and stealing away newborn babies. And then there was a great holy war between the angels and the demons. Lucifer's less interested and somewhat boring demons were cast down to earth as punishment for not wanting to join Satan's unholy cause. And thus they became the fairy folk that we know of today, and probably what we have known to be mermaids, thunderbirds, gnomes, garden fairies, and even Bigfoot. And as cute and cuddly as some of these creatures are, it seems that they are hiding some truly horrible ulterior motives. They want to take our children! Now, we bring you Thieves in the Night, Part 2. So there you go. Now that you're caught up on what happened recently... We're going to continue our series of Joshua Cutchin's Thieves in the Night with Chapter 2, The Changelings. But first, how's everybody been? I feel like it's been forever since we recorded last. I've been aight. Been cool. It's kind of weird. This is like all, uh, I just watched, we like literally just got done watching Willow. So all this like <laughs> babies in the basket and children being abducted yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of all. Oh, yeah. It's funny, like, I had a big plan to cover changelings, missing 411, and UFOs all in this episode. Um, but I'm only, like, 100 pages into this 300-page book, and so it's best uh, just to tackle changelings. <laughs> There's a lot to it. And we've talked about changelings before on the show. It's kind of a weird, somewhat goofy topic. And the good news is this episode is going to be kind of, you know, laid back, easy listening. It's definitely a strange uh, phenomenon, but it's also got a lot of goofy shit in it, so I think it's going to be a fun one. Cool. So we're going to skip the news and kind of just get right into it. Hit it and quit it. So, like the story we opened the episode with, it seems as though fairy folk are kind of up to something pretty odd and somewhat malicious. They seem to be taking our children, but this isn't your mama's everyday kidnapping. Oh, no, 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 no. This is something far stranger. For reasons that we will go into in a little bit, it seems when parents leave their children unattended for too long, they open up the possibilities that have them taken and then replaced with a creature that many cultures refer to as a changeling. And these little creeps may look like your little newborn babe, but they are something far, far worse and much different. The scenario is usually the same when it comes to changelings. All through the ages, parents place their babies in their cribs, and they begin to tend to the usual housework. They do the dishes, they wash the laundry, they sweep the floors, they wash the windows. All the while, they're being spied upon by hidden eyes. They're watching from the shadows, they're hiding in the cracks in the walls, and under the counters, and they're watching, and they're waiting for that perfect moment. And after the parents check the baby one last time, maybe they go outside and they tend the garden or they milk the cows. Meanwhile, our magical assailants are fast at work. In a matter of seconds, with a flash of a swallowcloth and a muffled cry, the baby is gone and something far worse lay in its place. As the parents continue to do their work, they soon hear babies crying uncontrollably. 
When the parents arrive at the crib and take the swaddlecloth bundle of joy and hold it, nothing will console the baby. No matter what they do or how hard they try, they can't seem to calm the unruly babe. And soon they find themselves at their wit's end. And this lasts for days, even weeks. The baby cries. All it does is eat and drink, but it never stops. It never calms down. And something strange happens after that. As the days go by, something about the baby may seem a little off. The hair may be lighter in color. The skin may be a little more wrinkly than last time. And one day, they go to change the diaper, or maybe just to change the swaddle cloth. And as they unwrap the child, they notice their baby is no longer in their arms. Something truly terrifying is instead looking back at them. The child's arms are thin and frail like a skeleton. The legs are almost as thin as bones. The fingers are gnarled and twisted. The child's face is shriveled up with nasty twisted teeth and eyes that are empty and black, soulless and void of any life. Then as the ghoulish baby lay there and it weeps, kind of like Voldemort when he's dying under the bench in Harry Potter, <laughs> all the parent can do while they sit there in disbelief and stare at this grotesque freak that lay before them, all they can think about is how they should have baptized their baby. For their babe hath been stolen by the fey folk and whisked away to the fairy realm, seldom to be seen again. So the first account here we're going to share about changelings is that of a widow who lives in Glenberry by herself with her young son. One afternoon, the mother goes to the well to fetch some water. When she returns, the boy has been screaming. Nothing can silence him. As she shook him to her breast, she spied teeth and a withered face, and she knew instantly the baby was gone, and this was a changeling. The next day, she took the baby to the river. Crossing over a small stream as she was going over the ford, the creature put his head out of the shawl and said, Many a big fold I've seen on these banks of this stream. She got scared and tossed the baby into the river below the ford. Then she heard the sound of what sounds like tons of birds flocking around her. And then at her feet, her child, her true child, laid in the soil. It's cold. So first off, we got to kind of dive into why exactly our babies are being taken. Since the beginning of this whole fairy business, it's been said the fey folk tend to be more active during liminal periods. And what that $10 word means is fairies and fey folk are oftentimes very active during dusk, dawn, the witching hour between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m., basically when the veil is at its thinnest. But that's not exactly the only liminal period. See, the word liminality means a transitional period between the phase or the rite of passage during the time when participants lack status or rank or remain anonymous. To put it more simply, a liminal period in a child's life is the time from when it's born until it's baptized, or from when it's born until it gets a name. That's why a lot of Christians have believed they should baptize the baby within the first week of being born and have a name chosen before the baby is born. Because if you don't give a name to a baby, or in the olden times, baptize the baby, it's considered to be a liminal period where the child's spirit doesn't belong on this earth. It's kind of in a limbo. 
So if your child is stolen, there's seldom a chance to get it back. And that's why these fairy folk are so interested in having children, human children, at their, uh, at their uh, disposal. Damn, my parents my parents fucked me over because I didn't get baptized till I was like in my twenties. So what? Oh, I thought you were gonna say you didn't get a name. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> huh? I don't think I got baptized till I was like eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, lucky for you, you had a name at least, Presto, because if a baby's born and it is stolen and replaced with a changeling before it has a name and or is baptized. The soul can be lost forever. The souls are then sent to limbo to join the Fae and oftentimes become pixies or even the infamous Will-o'-the-Wisp. And the Will-o'-the-Wisp is this kind of tricksy little spirit that uh, appears to be a, a lantern. And oftentimes it, uh, it guides weary travelers through the forest um, falsely and leads them to their untimely doom or into the fairyland. So... But this doesn't really tell us why our babes are being burgled. Well, one reason may be a bit shocking, if not disturbing. Supposedly in the fairy world, it's said that there's a shortage of nutrition. Because basically a lot of food in the fairy land is pretty terrible. It lacks nutrition. A lot of it's false. Um, a lot, basically think of fairy food as kind of like the feasts they have on Peter Pan, on Hook. It's all imaginary food. So we have a very high mortality rate among fae folk. To put it more bluntly, it seems that fairy milk is pretty shit, and nobody's getting what they need. So the fae are coming into our houses and swapping out our healthy human babies with their sickly, malnourished babes, so they can then receive human breast milk and get the much-needed nutrients that they are lacking. That's right, y'all. They're stealing our mama's milk. And it's also said that in uh, some odd way, human breast milk seems to be curing ailments that plague the fae. So they might just swap out the babes for a short period to cure some kind of, you know, fairy illness, some kind of fairy sickness. I got tits too, Greg. Can you milk me? Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> so in another strange account here, when a man returned home from work one late evening, he found his wife before him and a changeling that appeared to be his baby in the cradle. But the baby was ready to burst with crying. The wife took him up and gave him a drink and then put him back down in the cradle again. It was not long before the baby began to scream even more uncontrollably and cried louder once more. Take this mead, young kid. <laughs> she took him up. She gave him another drink from her breast but to all appearance, nothing would please him. The game went on for days, and the father finally sprang to his feet at last, went to his work table, took a bunch of cloths and empty um, wood, and threw it and made a big fire on the hearth. When the fire was in the heat of its burning, he sprang over to the cradle. He took with him the changeling, and before anyone in the house could interpose, he threw him into the very middle of the fire. But the little knave leaped out through the chimney, and from the top of the house he cried triumphantly to the wife, I've got so much of the sap from thy breast in spite of thee. Yeah, it's, it's like a, like throwing like the, the ring into the fire. And instead of saying like the one, one ring to rule them, it's like the one breast to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So what's stranger even so is that a lot of researchers, a lot of researchers have said that when elderly elves and fae get to a certain age, they're swapped out for human babies and glamoured to look like children because of a strange fae hospice or retirement plan they have. As the older elves get sicker, they send them to the human earth to be fed by the breast of a human to help maintain their immortality by drinking breast milk. But other motivations cause for interaction with humans that are a little more, a little more morbid. It's not just for human milk they want, but also human blood. Some fairies have said to make cakes out of human blood. Others have said to bathe, bathe themselves and their offspring in it to promote vigor and health. Something more strange, however, is that many believe that fae are using human blood to dilute and purify their bloodlines to make hybridized... Hybridized? How do you say that word? Hybridized. There you go. Hybridized. Thanks. <laughs> hybridized fae that are more akin to humans. And this is our first step towards kind of uh, rounding up elves and fairies and aliens into the same basket because it's very much akin to the alien-human hybrid theories of present-day alien abductions. Mm. And changelings are also known by many other names. No matter where you're at, there are plenty of changelings known by many different names. They're called the Slog, the Crimble, the Knock, the Skiptinger, the Vixlinger, the Bitinger, and the Keelcoft. And while they're called by many different things, they all look very familiar. So you're probably thinking to yourself, what the hell do these little creeps look like? Well, in a lot of cases with changelings, they have a glamour spell put over them. So no matter what they really look like, to humans, they appear to be the baby that they're replacing. But in many cases, the spells wear off or they don't work depending on the day of the week. So instead, a nasty little goblin may lay in its place. They're just conniving, just moochers. This, yeah, they're perverts, just... really. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, just you wait, buddy. So a changeling is said to have a body of a hunchback, consistently tiny, sometimes the size of a mushroom, remaining small their entire lives, no matter how long. One German said a changeling can grow no longer than the size of a shoe. The build and weight is really strange, too. They're skeleton-like, so they're super thin, withered, and, and kind of, you know, like, um, shriveling. But they're always said to weigh that of a toddler. And the German Kielkopf and the, <laughs> the Dickoff directly references the head size and the neck of changelings to be very large, almost like a melon head. North German peasants believe small gray nickerts replace their infants with tiny, large-headed changelings. <laughs> Somebody have to mute their mic because they're laughing. Hi, Preston. <laughs> oh, leave it up to the Germans. <laughs> they're said to be tiny infants with large heads, giant googly eyes bulging out of their sockets. So basically a peck from Willow. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Peck, peck. Hands the size of kite claws, legs no thicker than the handle of a whip, and just as straight as a reaping hook. Faces shriveled like tiny old men, pinched and withered, sometimes recognized by failure to have teeth or grow hair, while other times they have too many teeth 
long, multiple rows of teeth, in fact, sometimes even fangs. And if that's not a dead giveaway, many of them have beards. I found a, I, so, I, I found a picture of one in the chat. Oh, God. Hey, uh, Steve, go ahead and show us your teeth real quick so we can make sure you're not one of, one of the knickers. <laughs> Sent you. Okay, so it's not just babies that Faye are interested in, but they're also fine with stealing away young children. And they have some clever ways of luring away unsuspecting toddlers. So it's oftentimes said the forests belong to the fairies. Well, fairy rings, fairy forts, and other type of things are basically pretty decent traps to trap children. It's said that if you see a ring of mushrooms and you step inside, you'll instantly be transported to the underground fairy realm. Also, if you run around the fairy ring nine times backwards while holding your breath, a fairy will be summoned and give you a great gift. Can we videotape Preston doing that? <laughs> right. So the cardinal rule for fey folk is to never eat or drink any of the food they offer. One classic way of being swept away is eating berries within the forest, because that's a trick that you should always know with aliens and fairies alike. Preston knows this. You never eat the food or drink the drink that they offer you. So a lot of, um, you know, unless it's, unless it's no mail, if you're on the Catskill Mountains and one of them little motherfucker gives you a beer, you fucking drink it so you can shrink down and party like Henry Hudson. That's okay, but stay away from the fucking cake. <laughs> That's right. crazy. These things, these things sound like like predators. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, they're grooming you and abducting mm -hmm. you and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. creeps, man. Fuck them. Pretty much. Um, there was a story of these young boys who went picking berries in the forest and then soon were approached by another boy with a head the size of a melon and large black eyes with no hair on his head. <laughs> the young creature stumbled up to the boys and offered them something to drink out of their mug. Luckily, the boys hadn't eaten the berries or drinking any of the drink and were able to escape. Others, however... Cosby cocktail. <laughs> it's Jesus juice. <laughs> um, other kids have not been so lucky. Many kids traveling through the forest have stopped to pick berries only to wake up days later in an underground dwelling lost among the fey folk. The only way to ward off evil fairies while you're picking berries is to keep a lump of bread in your back pocket and offer the fairies a bite of your own food. This should distract the fairies and allow you then to escape. Uh, maybe put some poison on it? I mean, <laughs> here's right. some fucking Kroger bread here. Like, it's no, fuck that. <laughs> is Kroger bread bad for you? No, I'm just saying, like, you're like going <laughs> to no. offer them something so weak. Yeah. Like, this is your defense? A fucking 89-cent thing of a loaf of bread? <laughs> Wonder bread? Steve Steve wants that Walmart bread, not that Kroger bread. Like, oh, I don't give a shit man. what bread it is. Put some fucking, some kind of poison on it or something. It's like, <laughs> hey, let me get away real quick. The, the, so basically, these things are like the ducks at the pond. Mm -hmm, you can distract much. them with your with your bread that you're giving them. Just throw a loaf of bread in one direction and run in the other? It's like something legitimately out of a, out of a B movie or a Scooby Doo episode. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It was goofy enough for us to leave out, but I felt like we had to cross it. We had to go at least, you know, cover it briefly here. Oh, so that's good. 
Yeah, it's good stuff. So another common way to lure away unsuspecting children is through music. So there's an act called pukleden or pixie leading, where children and young adults are out in the forest, kind of tra-la-la, doing their thing. And all of a sudden they hear the sound of, you know, um, of flutes and bagpipes in the distance. So the kids will chase after the music, trying to figure out where it comes from. Bada boom, bada bing. Next thing you know, you're in the fairy kingdom and you're gone forever. Um, there's even cases nowadays in Ireland. Uh, back in 2007, there was a couple and they were out kind of, you know, lollygagging through the forest. They were kind of fooling around a little bit and they heard the sound of two old men arguing. And so they kind of put their clothes back on, went through the forest, kind of, you know, through the shrubs. And when they came through the mist that had filled the area suddenly, they saw two short men with long beards and green jackets arguing. And as soon as the little gnome-like creatures saw them, they turned around and dove into a pond and swam away. And when the boyfriend of the couple took off after them, when he went to jump in the pond, he discovered there's no water at all, <clears throat> no water at all, just a big open uh, mouth of a cave. And so he fell down and, and hurt his leg and was lucky to uh, to escape. But a lot of times uh, other kids have noted hearing children playing in the forest um, and been offered food again, never to return. But there's also a cautionary tale I found about wandering through the grain fields. In regions like Germany, there is a folklore and it says, grain fields are the domain of the Roggenmutter, or the Rye Mother, and she has a fondness for stealing children. It's well known when you're traveling through the grain fields, you hold your mouth, or the Roggenmutter, with her long black tits, will come to take you away. Alright! Wait, is there, uh, you were like picking up the book and showing the camera, I was like, wait, am I going to see some, some <laughs> look at you, look at your, look at his notes! <laughs> His little, his little highlights. It's so Maybe cute. Yeah, I, I, I'm bringing the heat, buddy. He just like I'm underlines black, huge long black tits, just just straight up. Wait, does the book say tits or breasts? Tits. Really? The rotten mutter with her long black tits. Wow. Will come to take you away. Yep. Preston has nothing to say. He's just I know, he's just like he's 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 flabbergasted. He's stunned. You you he's said stunned. you you said long black titties are going to take me away and I was just like, "Wow. Some of this is getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this could be viewed as being offensive." <laughs> oh, good deal. But you know what? The forest isn't the only place you should avoid. In England, there's a phantom of bloody bones Rawhead, Grindley Low, and Ginny Green Teeth, who are water demons that lurk beneath ponds and snatch away wandering children when they get too close to the banks. Ginny's got green teeth because she like probably does meth. Like I don't think that's a water <laughs> yeah, it's demon. Just a it's just it's a meth head. to the right, local right. pond. Uh, keep away from the marl pit, they say, or Rawhead and Bloody Bones will surely have you. Any body of water is often considered to be the dwelling of spirits and fairies, particularly of the feminine variety. Do you guys do you guys get scared when you go into like a lake or I don't think anybody here like goes fishing in ponds? Yeah, I don't want but... Jenny Jenny Black Tits coming for me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't. Uh, I've never been like one of the people that get like I love swimming in like lakes and 
I don't like swim in a pond, but if you're going to go fishing and you got to wait a little bit, that doesn't bother me. But I know there's like people out there that just get so paranoid about non-clear water. So you guys have never, you guys, you guys get paranoid about that at all? Yeah. No. You know what? I used to have uh, an insatiable, is that an insatiable fear? Uh, irrational fear irrational, yeah. uh, of water because I I never learned how to swim. I can I can get by in water, but I can't like just you know forward facing breaststroke to save my life. I just never never. And he loves how. hot tubs with bean juice. <laughs> I think I think what happened actually, and if I remember right, when I was younger, and this is me laying on the couch here, I I went to swimming lessons and I climbed <laughs> the ladder of the slide on my third day of swim lessons. And I fell, and whoever was supposed to catch me missed, and I hit my head on Oof. the uh, the floor, and got up and never went back to swimming lessons. So I never learned how to swim. So yeah, I've had a fascination with water, and also a deep, deep seated fear of it. Yeah. So there's a little tidbit about me, but now, there's a lot of people like that that don't like the clear the that like water because they think that something will be underneath it. But like, yeah, Jenny Green Teeth, buddy. I'm like, dude, there ain't shit up in Kansas, but some, just some fish. I mean, well, I don't, snakes, I don't know. They found but... a dead guy in the lake at El Dorado, so yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. I just never gotten that. I was like, I, I find the sea more terrifying than a lake. Yeah, you know what I mean, the well, sea... I mean that's true, dude. On that cruise we went on, that's pretty, you know, breathtaking. Right, because you're, you're out, yeah, out. you're out. Like it, that's why I try to tell everybody, like when you're out there, and all you see is just straight flat. And just mm-hmm. for miles and miles and miles and miles. And like, you're like, there's so much underneath us that we have never explored, never will be able to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Exactly. You get some rapture shit going on. Wow. Well, you know what these things sound a lot like are mermaids and sirens from, mm-hmm. you know, many, many, many moons ago, the 16th, 17th century. You know, a lot of sailors said they would see, you know, see and hear beautiful women singing. And then they would be uh, mystified by the music and jump out of boats and try to swim just to be drowned by these things. So, and a lot of people say that Nessie actually is a fairy too. But uh, I digress. So, through all hey, this, we don't uh, we don't talk about Nessie on this show. All right, that's a lame ass <laughs> cryptid. We've established that. Moving the fuck on. <laughs> fuck Nessie. Right. Right. <laughs> fuck, fuck Nessie. Hashtag fuck Nessie. <laughs> there's a there's a merch line. Well, I've I've kept the changeling banter kind of short on purpose because really we covered the high notes. Um, fairies are taking our babies, they're taking our jobs, and they're replacing it with a bunch of old ass little fairies and creepy little trolls and shit like that. And I'm gonna fast forward from that because I want to get to the actual you know the crux of this stuff. I want to get to the real the real meat on these bones. And I want to wrap things up by telling you, you know, we've talked about how our little babes get stolen away, but we got to talk about how to get them back. And in Germany, it's believed that if you suffer through these little screaming geezer goblins for about nine days, if the fae folk don't come back to retrieve the changelings, they'll just keel over and die, shrivel up and fade away. But the only problem is you don't always get your baby back. I was going to say, what? All right, where the fuck's uh-huh. the baby? Where's uh-huh. the baby? That's fucked up. You got to be a little more clever if you want to get your babes back because these changelings have seen a lot of shit in their time. They've been around on this earth for, you know, 300 years, 700 years, and you really got to um, 
really work at it. So I've got a couple tales here to share with you guys. And in these, they have some advice on how to trick changelings into giving up their game. And I, I hope you guys brought the popcorn because there's some pretty good shit in here. I need a sound effect of pages turning and make it really, really dramaful. So a North German mother was convinced that her baby was a dwarven changeling. Following the advice of a friend, she brewed oil and placed empty walnut shells in her fire. The child stirred about and asked the mother, What are you doing? The mother replied, Oh, it's simple, honey. I'm brewing beer. The child then broke character and said, Now I'm as old as Harswood, and I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. Brewing beer in walnut shells? His identity then revealed the mother threatened to kill the changeling if he did not return the child back. The dwarf asked her to leave the cottage, and when she returned, her baby had also come back. Damn. So if you want to get your baby back, you got to brew some beer inside walnut shells. <laughs> it's a whole new, it's a whole new meaning to walnut. <laughs> what was it? Walnut River Brewery or some <laughs> walnut shit? River. Yeah. Wait a second. Synchronicity. <laughs> yep. A mother had her child taken from the cradle by elves. In its place laid a changeling with a thick head, staring eyes, and it would do nothing but eat and drink. In distress, she went to a neighbor and asked for advice. The neighbor told her to carry the changeling into the kitchen, set it on the hearth, and make a fire. Boil water inside two eggshells. That would surely make the changeling laugh. And if he laughs, it'll be all over. The woman did everything just as the neighbor said. When she placed the eggshells filled with water over the fire, the block-headed baby said, now, I am just as old as the Westerwood, but I've never seen anybody cooking in shells of an egg. It laughed and laughed and giggled about. And when it laughed, a band of elves suddenly appeared. They brought back the rightful child, set it on the hearth, and carried away the giggling changeling never to be seen again. So basically what you got to do here, you got to find a way to make these things giggle. Poke them in the belly? So another, another, <laughs> would a change to be considered a dop, maybe like a doppelganger too? Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Because in the game Witcher, uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, mm -hmm. you come across this, this beast that's a, called a Doppler. And when you go, like everything in this, in this game, it, it deals in this like fantasy world and there's all kinds of like creatures and demons and ghosts and all this shit. And they usually have like all the stuff that we talk about on this show, like the cryptid shit, the horror stuff, like all that stuff. They just call it mm -hmm. the different things. And in this game, it's all because it's based off of a book. And uh, so you have like in this game, the Dopplers, they're also like when you go to the bestiary for it and you read about it in that, because I just looked it up because I was like, I, I remember something about this. They're also called shifters, mimics, doubles, imitators, or pavrats. Are shapeshifters who can take the form of anyone or any beast they've encountered, provided it has a similar body weight. Additionally, mm -hmm. they take on not only the characteristics associated with the form they have borrowed, but also their clothing and equipment at the time they take their form. Despite this, dop Dopplers are considered kind-hearted by nature and therefore tend to refrain from committing atrocious acts. So, like, oh. so like, it, it's crazy. Like, as much as I, I'm not on the the Witcher 3's 
video game tip as much as everybody else's. Uh-huh. They do have a lot of paranormal stuff, uh, folklore, stuff like that. And then they, so anytime we talk about something, I guess I'm like, oh shit, that was from that game. It's pretty cool how they have right. so much detail like that. It is, it is really cool how they kind of, you know, really relate us to a lot of the stuff back to games. They do a lot of research, mm-hmm. but I'm curious to see here if this little escapade was in The Witcher. Some fairies are breast obsessed, Steve. The Barabao, an Italian spirit, is known for its tricks of changing into a thread and sneaking between a woman's breasts. How you spell Once that? it's borrow B A R A B A O. Do you have any uh, stories on some like dick tugging fairies? <laughs> dick tugging. <laughs> I don't, but I've got this one. Some fairies are breast obsessed. The Barabao, the Italian spirit was known for changing into a thread, sneaking between a woman's breasts, and when discovered, it would yell out, I am the titty toucher! What? (laughs) 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 Oh, good stuff. I can't even find anything on this thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you Google titty toucher, (laughs) you probably should put the safe search on. Yeah. Oh, another great story here of how to trick a changeling is a mother whose infant had been spirited away and who was now much perplexed over what she took to be a changeling was advised to cook a meal for 10 farm servants in one eggshell. When the queer little creature, burning with curiosity, asked her from his high chair, what are you doing? She could hardly answer, so excited she could hear him speak. At that, he cried louder. A meal for ten, dear? Dear mother, in one eggshell, how is this possible? The acorn before the oak, I've seen, and in the wilderness before the lawn, but I've never beheld anybody cooking in eggshells like that. And so the damaging evidence gave away his age, his unlucky wisdom, and he was enforced from the house. So basically, you just got to cook a bunch of shit in eggshells and get rid of your fucking changelings. Well, check this out. I just found they actually have a, in France, they have a bar called Le Barbaro, or how you said. Uh-huh. Is it a topless bar? No, it's just a bar with concerts. It's, and it has a little, it's a little like, I don't know, troll, whatever you want to call it, looking thing on it. And it says, 1,000 fucking shows, 11 fucking years. I just posted it in the, in the, in the. <laughs> chat here on discord that's hilarious mm, that's awesome it'd be funny if they had like two like animated tits between the goblin here what? just mushing him well that's what it is right you're getting between them is that what that thing is yeah it reminds me of uh what's that movie that had uh paul rudd and sean william scott uh, shit. Uh, we have to go do community service. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Role models. I love role that models movie. and little boys so like. Good. I call myself the booby watcher. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. That kid's hilarious. <laughs> well, wasn't that Kevin Hart? Oh. <laughs> oh snap. Uh, well, speaking of kids, you sometimes you know, guys. Sometimes these simple tricks of cooking food inside of eggs and boiling water inside of the walnuts, it's just not going to get your kids back. And sometimes you really got to resort to other measures to get your baby back, baby back, baby back. So the far most prevalent means of expelling a changeling is simply abuse. 
you have to threaten the shit out of these little bastards to get them out of your house. So, a Russian changeling, fearful of axes, was once exercised after the host discovered the changeling began chopping firewood with an axe. Many other times, children have been pinched, underfed, splashed in the face with urine, Ooh. urinated on, and even stabbed Damn. to expel the like changeling from the house. Kelly shit. Wow. Most commonly, however, they're simply beaten, a practice common across Europe. For example, after dumping them out on a pile of ash, changelings in Cornwell were beaten with brooms by women in a village. This worked best on Thursdays, they discovered. What? Because, what? because this is Thursday is Christ's day, and the fairy powers were at their weakest. Can you imagine just strolling through on your horse, coming across this village, and there's just these women beating the shit out of children thought, with brooms? Uh, <laughs> it's Thursday! Get out of here! <laughs> he gets Thursdays, yeah. too. Yo. Man. <laughs> I mean, I think he gets, yeah, he gets he gets a lot of days, apparently. Uh, so basically, you just got to beat the shit out of your changeling just to make sure it's a changeling. Uh, and don't forget the urine. Uh. Yeah, you got to pee on them, too. <laughs> what the fuck? But guys, listen, if slapping them around and beating them with, with brooms doesn't work, the next way to get rid of these things is to burn them. The primary goal is to make a changeling and their fairy families fear for their lives. For this reason and this reason only, the importance of heat and fire as a means of expulsion cannot be overstated. The idea is to fear them enough to drive the changeling out. Threats of burning not only them but also their mounds and their fairy thorns oftentimes work. A tale of a... Nope, that's just a boring story, so we're going to skip that one. But we are going to go into this one. Shit's going to get dark. Macabre, and equally as benign as it sounds, was tossing a dead child, suspected of being a stock, upon burning turf in a hearth. While saying, burn, burn, if, the de- if of the devil burn, but if of God and the saints be safe from harm, if a changeling was in the fire, it would climb up the chimney. chimney. Otherwise, parents just cremated their child. Man, that's fucked up. Yeah, it is. But um, it wouldn't be pixelated paranormal if we didn't take this shit on a really hard turn. And uh, it's a bit of a trigger warning because there's some pretty fucked up stuff I'm about to talk about here. Um, I will try to keep things non-humorous. But that last story made me think a little bit. I wonder if there's any cases of somebody thinking they had a changeling and doing some harm to the child. That's what I was going to say is, mm-hmm. you know, and every time we turn on Facebook these days, it's always somebody else doing something crazy to their children. And it's like, Jesus, how could you be such a shitty but this, parent? This, mm-hmm. this is really and not any different from like what people did to witches or like if, you know, you didn't, you didn't like, you That's didn't exactly like Sally in the, in the village. She's a fucking witch. And there's like all this different shit that you would do to her that like you're basically just killing Sally, but you could get away with it. So it's like, you yeah. know, parents had an excuse back in the day, like, eh, your kid's a little bastard. You don't want to be a parent anymore. Like, here's some shit that you can do. Oh, it's so <laughs> fucked up. So crazy yeah. to think that, that that is, I mean, that is real. 
So that shit really happened. It's called infanticide. Surprisingly, there are dozens of historical examples where innocent children were injured and killed as being suspected to be changelings. There's been dozens of cases historically of this, examples where innocent children have been killed or at least injured when suspected to be a changeling. Usually, if a child was murdered, they would use the excuse, I thought it was a fairy changeling, as a reason why they injured or killed children. Incidences of suspected infanticide were reported on a weekly basis in the latter half of the 19th century in Ireland. Adult changelings had been tortured to death. Anybody interested in the grim corner of history will discover that some sense of the scope of the problem in Ireland led to over 4,645 cases of child murder from a 50-year period, only including children less than three years old. So in 50 years, there were over 4,000 cases of child murders that were supposedly being changelings, and each of those murders included children less than three years old. Is that not fucking crazy? It is not. In, in 1884, women from Clonmel were charged with cruelty to a three-year-old boy they placed naked on a red-hot shovel. Earlier that century in the same country, Uh, County, a six-year-old girl was fatally dosed with foxclove. In 1826, Michael Leahy's grandmother drowned him in a Fesk River. She was acquitted for only trying to put the fairy out of it. In 1862, police found the newborn boy attached at the place called the Fairy Bush between Waterford and Dungmore shortly after he died, leading to his mother's arrest. Jeez, man. That's crazy shit, man. No way. Yep. In the 19th century, Irish cases uh, in Europe, a contemporary Scottish case detailed the death of a sickly child left on top of fairy mound while the Scandinavian mother was taken to court for placing her own child in an oven. The practice even made its way to the New World where in New York, a couple in 1877 allegedly burned their child to death under under the delusion they were ridding themselves of a changeling. And this is not just in the distant past. Apparently, on Christmas Day 2010, authorities discovered a 15-year-old Christy Bamu mutilated in a London flat. Investigators revealed his sister, Magali, and boyfriend Eric Babuki were convinced the boy was a witch possessed by spirits and wanted to bring the evil into their home. Wowzers. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so... I don't know. Shit's pretty fucked up. No, I'm just sitting back and just taking it all in. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's kind of discombobulated and very choppy, but I felt like it's something that we kind of had to go into before we get into the real, you know, uh, alien side of this. Which we'll do next time, but I don't know. What do you guys think? You think if there's any, uh, you think there's any truth to this kind of stuff, or you think it was just an excuse to, you know, fifty-fifty, kill crying babies? Yeah, yeah, fifty-fifty for me too. I think some of it's uh, hysteria bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think there, I think the changeling slash doppelganger thing is is kind of real, real. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's just, it's weird to me that. 
it like i don't know this whole episode's weird because it's like it's children and you don't want to think of anything bad happening yeah. to kids but yeah some shit is some weird shit does happen so yeah, there's like a, there's a story of this uh, kid in Africa that got possessed and his like father didn't know what to do with him so that he um, put him on a boat and took him to like a, a witch doctor like four or five villages away and so was his name Walt yeah my boy where's my boy put him on the boat so my boy. Uh, they go to the they go to the witch doctor <laughs> and they go inside this basement and basically the witch doctor throws him up on a table and like ties him down. And then as the kid is, like, looking around the room, he sees all of these jars with, like, heads, hands, fingers, and, like, different body parts in it. And the mm-hmm. concoction in the jars was, um, like, honey and then something else and then the rotting body part. So, basically, the witch doctor. I like how the kid sees yeah, it. Well, the no, the, I mean, the dad knew, right? <laughs> like, but the witch doctor <laughs> right. said basically, like, listen, I'm going to perform this exorcism on your son. If it works, he'll be cured. If he doesn't, I get to keep the body to put the body parts in my concoctions. And so the dad's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's roll the dice. And so basically part of the ritual was like the the kid was force fed the whole jar of like dead person honey. And then like if he survived, um, like he was golden, and so the, basically the kid survived, and they woke up like four or five days later on a boat. It's like, what the? What happened, Dad? He's like, yeah, you're cured. Good for you. What happened? I just can't stop yeah. shitting and puking. He was wow. he That's was crazy. just one roll of the dice away from being in a honey jar. Yeah, <laughs> the honey jar sounds kind of neat, but I don't think it's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, there you have it, changelings. Crazy. Yeah, good, good little, little thing. Oh, and I, I do have a new segment that I ha- I'm going to surprise you guys with. Okay, so let good. me know. Let me know. I want to make it a weekly thing. It's real simple, small. Do it. And, Go for uh, it, man. Yeah. I think that's that's a pin in changelings. It's kind of like an unnecessary uh, side road we had to go down to to get to the real, you know, the real good stuff here. Because the idea of this book, it really is how uh, you know fairy encounters of the early. 16th, you know, I mean, shit, 19th century and back uh, relate to modern day UFO abduction stories. And I think it's really interesting, but you kind of got to wade through a little bit of this heavy stuff to get to the good stuff. Cool. Yeah. So go for it, man. All right. So on Reddit, there is a subreddit called uh, Paranormal Encounters. And I thought it'd be cool to people post these all day long, like all day long. This Uh is people all over the globe. There's 12.7 thousand members on this subreddit. And so I thought I would just pick one out that's randomly been posted around the time we record, and then I read it. And it's, I'm cool. always gonna, I'm not going to pick like a long ass wall of text. Just yeah, no, uh, pretty simple. So this is from the user Sierra Rosemary. Ooh, mm. it says the other day I was hanging out with my friend at the school down the road. She had to go home because it was getting dark, and we went our separate ways. I started walking home, and it's only about a 15 minute walk. There's a forest right near where I live, and there's a shortcut right through it. I go that way every single time I go to school, which is a lot, and never had a problem before. I got to the little opening of the forest that leads right to where I need to go. I saw this figure standing in the path and start to run towards me. I decided not to go in the forest and start running for the busy road that was right up ahead. Smart. The figure stopped and was just staring it right at me. I don't know why, but I just could not move. All I could do was stare right back at the figure. He then began to peel his face off. I will never forget the look of that and his muscle being revealed. 
So then a car started coming down that road and he ran off into the woods again. I've never ran home so fast in my life. I've tried telling people, but everyone thinks it's in my head. That's crazy wow. shit, right? Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I like this subreddit is because it it feels like someone wrote into that wrote this into us. So I think it's cool to like just <laughs> just right. read one, you know, and then maybe that would encourage listeners to write in something too. Yeah, but yeah, right. Yeah, we could use listener stories. It is Reddit, so it could just yeah. be people creatively writing. But and how hard other. is it to start a subreddit? Can we start a pixelated paranormal subreddit where people can yeah. write in? Yeah, yeah, for we sure. Should do that. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm real, too much of an simple. old man to understand Reddit, but how do you do this Reddit here? <laughs> right. But so yeah, so if you want to check out cool paranormal stories, uh, check out Paranormal Encounters. It's pretty badass. Oh yeah. So uh, they ask everybody always write in first person. Submissions should not be stories or testimonies that others have shared with you, as these are all unreliable evidence. So you know, huh. everybody's taken with you know what they're saying is true. Yeah. 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 Right. Just made up shit, you know? So it's pretty, I'd say it's pretty unique. So next episode, we'll have another one. Awesome. Oh yeah. Fun episode. Right in an hour, boys. It's great. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of strange stuff in the old changeling. Yeah. Bucket. But uh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Anybody got anything you like what they want to plug? Well, duh. I always have something I have to plug. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that will make you the best titty tickler out there, check out <laughs> BigDobsBeardBomb.com, where you can pick up scents like Dundee Cedar, Fresh, Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, and my all-time favorite, Classic. Use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Boom. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. Man, yeah. Don't need me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Steve, what you got, man? Uh you can check me out. I've been streaming a lot lately on Mixer. So mixer.com slash big Steven B I G S T three P H three N. Play video games on there, talk, got a little stream camera set up. Um, and usually it's it's me or sometimes people are in the party chat with me, like our buddy Corey's been on the show. Sometimes Rob's on there, Sean, Preston, all them people. So oh, yeah. it's pretty fun if you want to watch uh, nerd play video games and talk about dumb shit. I'm also doing a giveaway on there. Once I hit 50, 50 followers, I'll be doing a $25 giveaway to anybody that follows me on there. Uh, or not anybody. It'll be a you know raffle. Uh, I'll go to the followers and I'll list each one of them and I'll put into a random number generator. And then whoever wins it, uh, I'll message them the code to the to the system of their choice, whether it be Xbox, PlayStation, or Switch, or Steam. So yeah, that'll be cool. Shit, yeah, man. I'm trying That's to do a little bit more of the stream and stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, uh, also check out our Facebook page. we got Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. We're always pimping stuff on there. And check out our Instagram, where it's always popping off. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it P-X-L-P-A-R-A-N-O-R-N-A-L? Yeah, P-X-L Paranormal. Yep, there you go. Boom. Hell yeah. And we also have, uh, coming up in June 22nd, in true pixelated paranormal fashion, we have another hair show. <laughs> another hair show. Cut hair that show. out. We have another beard competition we're going to be going to. Uh, we got asked to come out and uh, join up with the fifth annual Midwest Facial Hair Showdown. And this thing's going to be awesome. This is the Horror Ball. 
Damn, it's a dope. horror themed event, Steve. So maybe maybe sneak is out. Is that is that here in town? Yeah, here in Wichita, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll take some hours off for, to go to, to come to that for the day. Even though I work, I'll yeah. just take a couple hours off. Yeah, man. Try. Zip over and check it out. Um, it is going to be June twenty second, two thousand nineteen, at Barley Corns. Registration from three to five p.m. Event starts at five p.m. Categories such as the Whiskerinas, which are the ladies making their own um, artificial beards, I guess you'd call it. If there's not better terminology, I don't know. Freestyle, full and partial, styled mustache, goatee chops, whalers, Preston, and then full beards, 0 to 4 inches, 4 to 8, 8 to 12, and 12 inches up. Oh, let's compete with inches. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a good time. We can't wait to get out there with the uh, the bearded monkeys and everybody else. It's going to be a pretty good time. And uh, yeah, we're going to get a chance to catch up with some people we saw uh, a few weekends ago up in Omaha. So that's going to be a good time. So cool. You guys yeah. want to hear something else that's that's really good? Do it. Wait, would you think Dobbs going to come down for that? I don't know. We need to ask him and see. It'd be cool if he did. That would be dope. Yep, I, it'd be awesome. You know, Dobbs and Micah and maybe yeah. Rob, Rob Bones, and some of the other guys up there. It'd be, be cool. Sick. All right, so our faithful and awesome listener, Chauncey, went garage sale with me on Saturday, and we were discussing the show, uh-huh. and he brought up a good idea. We're getting ready to hit our 100th episode, boys, mm-hmm. and he thought a great idea, and I think it's a phenomenal idea. We take my laptop. Well, shit. I think about battery consumption. We yeah, great idea, Chauncey. Take, Next. take our laptop or uh, <laughs> iPad or something yeah. with with our uh, microphone set up, and start a start a campfire at at the lake and mm-hmm. sit around and just talk, do a round table around that shit. That'd I think be fun. That'd be, I think that'd be sick. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be fun. So we should do something like that for our hundred. We got to do something big for a hundredth episode, and I think that would be so fucking cool to do something yeah. like that. As oh, yeah, long man. as the audio audio would pick up. Yeah, I mean, worst case, we just hang out and tell ghost stories. Best case, we get it on tape. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so fun. Be so, be so fun. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's do it, man. That sounds awesome. And if you guys have any Ouija boards with the cool <laughs> planchettes, <laughs> send it to Sean. <laughs> uh, that was really weird. Like, when we got back from the Museum of Shadows, I have never in my life been compelled to even touch a Ouija board. When we got back from that trip, I had this weird week-long just drive, obsession with finding a Ouija board. Not really for the Ouija board, but just a cool-ass planchette. Yeah. And uh, I actually went as far as to... Re- I'll read you guys this. I went actually. Uh, I went as far as to reach out to somebody on Facebook Swap. But I gave you that glow-in-the-dark planchette. Oh, no, that was awesome. I just I really want to get like a regular, like this full-sized one. So I went on to Facebook Swap, and I found this lady who was selling one. So I reached out, and I said, Hello, I'm curious about your Ouija board. Is it still available? And she says, Yes. And I said, Can you send me a pic of the planchette? I'm in search of a specific style. And unfortunately, this one is just like a straight up, like, probably it used to be white. Now it's like a cream colored, just, you know, molded planchette, one color. And I said, Darn it, I'm looking for a board with a black planchette. Is there any history with the board? Why are you selling it? And she says, I bought it at an auction. And so I finished off by saying, Ah, so no, quote, this thing is haunted and I can't get rid of it unless I sell it situation. And she says, nope, LOL. I just replied back saying, bummer. (laughs) But uh, 
Yeah, I uh, I don't have that drive anymore. It's just a really weird like conquest for about a week where I'm like, I gotta find a planchet. So maybe I brought home something with me. Who knows? But um, yeah, seriously though, I still want to find a really badass, you know, ornate planchet. So if anybody out there has got a planchet, hit me up. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you guys have listener stories, God, we love them. We could use some more of them. Um, send us your listener stories. Message us on Facebook. Message us on Instagram. Email us, pixelatedparanormal.com. You can remain anonymous. If you wish to remain anonymous, you can just say in your opening line, hey, can I remain anonymous? Keep me anonymous. Don't say my name. Or you can say, just say my first name. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> and we would love to share your stories. Uh, we got a lot of really good stuff, like you guys heard back when we were in Omaha. So send us your stories. And also, if you have time and you're on iTunes, maybe rate us. And uh, if you'd like to, review us. Leave us a little review, and we will read it on the show. That would be keen. Cool. I think we got it. Check out Fear and Fame, our friends over in Colorado. Check out Mark's solo cast, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his video series he does called Attack the Backlog. And presto, what's my favorite race car podcast? His mic's muted. <laughs> Sports Cars Unleashed. <laughs> oh, poor feller. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Did we leave anything else out? I think we got it all. No, let's get the fuck out of here. Awesome. All right, guys, check us out again next time, and we will uh, we'll get back after it. But uh, yeah, until then, remember uh, something clever. Check your children. Make sure they're not changelings. Oh yeah. Um, don't throw them in fires. Because yeah. that's a surefire way to speed things up when all you try to do is slow me down. And if you have a, a go around with the uh, green tooth Jenny, let us know about that too. <laughs> and if your baby wants a beard, use that promo code. <laughs> if your baby wants a changeling beard, you might want to sprinkle some salt around it. In, in all seriousness, hug your kids, kiss your children, and support them in everything they do. Word. What a good way to end the show. Except for if they try to spoil Avengers Endgame when they walk into the bathroom and I'm trying to take a leak. They're probably changelings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I literally, okay, TMI, maybe not. I had to take a leak in the Warren's bathroom <laughs> at a free, urinal free while ball. plugging both my ears with my fingers. Free aim. Ah. Yeah, it was like a cartoon <laughs> rabbit with a fire hose just getting whipped <laughs> around. <laughs> I whipped my head back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, were you I in was, the stall with the door closed or were you like at the... I was at the, I was at the urinal, man. You're the, the, urinal. Dude, <laughs> the dude next to me, like the kids come in and I hear him. I'm, and I'm not going to spoil anything, guys. Spoiler free. This kid walks in. He's like, now you understand why he had to do that, right? And he kind of meant, he says a couple little things. And the little brother's like, well, I don't know. Because when he did blah, blah, blah. I let go, I stick both fingers in my ears, and I'm just just hoping I'm not pissing all over myself. Wasn't it uh, wasn't it on Liar Liar when he like plugs his ears like la 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 yeah, la, yeah, la just about <laughs> and the guy next to me is just staring at me like this fucking weirdo. Yeah, fuck that dude. Same thing happened to me when I went to the theater. I saw it Friday afternoon and yeah. I walked out of the theater. There's lines of people waiting to go. I mean, they had like eight screens yeah, shown this yeah. movie. It's huge. It's huge. It's crazy. And then they had like all, they had like all these people in line writing, right? And like that 
kind of, a similar situation. I wasn't pissing, but when I went and I'm saw episode that seven, illegal. when I yeah, when I went and saw episode seven of Star Wars, kids were doing, kids did the same thing. They actually came out of the theater and they told a very 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 plot point that happened in that movie, and that kid got hit. Some dude socked him in the mouth. What? I didn't sock this kid in the mouth. Damn, it was Steve. a teenage girl. But I was coming out, and she was talking to her parents about it very loudly in front of all these people online. And I was just like, are you for real right now? The guy interrupted them, and I said, are you for real right now? And they were like, what? And I was like, "I was like, how about you raise your child better to be courteous of the actions around them? I understand they're excited, but go outside and talk amongst yourself. Don't sit here right by the line of people that are waiting to go see this movie. That's just disrespect. And then everybody, dude, over 50, 60 people just clapping. After after I did that, I have no problem telling a kid to shut their fucking mouth. Like <laughs> when it comes to that God. shit, you're a changeling, bitch. Steven's like, punting babies into fires like, left and right. Like, <laughs> changeling. I don't know, dude. Changeling. Like I I got that I got that movie spoiled for me. I usually uh, stay away from that stuff. I did extra precautions to stay stay away from yeah. the spoilers in that movie. And unfortunately, someone tagged me in a post on Facebook, and it's pretty bullshit. Yeah, but, it's pretty. Like to do that to do that or to just blatantly talk about it in front of people like i understand it's a kid kids do dumb things that's not what it's the parents that's that's that should have been the parents been like okay yeah. like hey calm down people are waiting in line you know but they're probably your run-of-the-mill people that don't even give a shit either so yeah but it just it felt fit. good that all the nerds that were waiting in line were like hell yeah like good for you that you know, because imagine if that chick would have been talking loud and everybody got that shit spoiled. I mean, that, oh, there's I so know, much dude. stuff in that movie to be spoiled. It's three hours long. As Shayla and I were walking up to the theater from the parking lot, people were coming out of the theater, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I sure can't wait to see this movie, babe. Are you excited? I'm excited." And I was just talking as loud as I fucking could, walking up to the theater just to drown <laughs> them all out. Yeah, it's um. crazy. It's crazy. But it is it is extremely good. Go see it. I'm sure you guys. I'm sure everybody that listens to this has went and seen it. It's, yeah. gonna, it's, it's shattering records. It's unbelievable yeah. to see how pretty good. How well it's a pretty it's good uh, period at the end of the Marvel cinematic sentence that they've been yeah. writing for the last you know what eleven years, fifteen years. Yeah, and, it, and it's so crazy to think like watching Iron Man one for the first time and like not realizing how crazy long this is going to be. Yeah, and then for it all to come together like that, and they did, man, they did such a good job. (sighs) I want to to talk more about it, but I don't. We can't spoil. We could do, we could do a spoiler town in in a week or so. Yeah, yeah. Advertise it as like, don't fucking listen to this unless you have seen the movie. Yep, it'd be fun. Yep, hell yeah! All right, right. let's let's get out of here. This 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 episode is one of those like. Come for the changelings, stay for the banter at the end. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, we're getting the fuck out of here for real. Peace. Yep, yep. Peace. Dang. Hey, you know what? I make that call. <laughs> Way to take control, Daddy. Ooh. Ooh. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Fuck Nessie. Yeah, he probably make the par- pixelated paranormal fucking adult section on the website. Fuck Nessie. Is she a blow up doll? What's this guy yeah. to wear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, God. We could make a killer on that. Oh, yeah, we could. Oh, my God. You know how many fucking creeps would want to have that? We <laughs> could make a killer on fucking Loch Ness Monster blow up dolls. Yeah, is that, dude. Is it bestiality or spectrophilia? Uh, who fucking gives a shit? It's money. <laughs> yeah. Making that Marvel money soon. Yeah, dude, that's that's money. That's printing money. <laughs> hey, now, you know, Dobbs I... always said we needed merchandise. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we like we covered the we covered the the dragon and and the specter and spooks and and ghosts and demon dildos and you know if that's what people are into they're into man let's make it let's make a Nessie blood yeah. doll. Yeah, you know. We could be the only one. Dude, we can control the fucking market. <laughs> we can control. There's a monopoly on Nessie. Like, this is this is our, this is our, this yeah. is our 25 Nessie film. This is this Pixelated is, Paranormal presents Green Tooth Jenny the Blow yeah. Up Doll. Oh, God, I almost did a spit take on my computer. <laughs> oh, no. And this is Some all Dobbs' fault. <laughs> he's, he's inspired us to make merch. Mm.